0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's the top thing that you love about as Hesla?
1: It costs around $10 to charge.
0: That's charging it from 0 to 100% at home. This is just more in the spirit of helping you make a more informed decision before you buy an EV.
1: What is the first thing that you hate, Quince?
0: Okay, so <laughs> buckle up. We've had our Tesla Model Y for about a year. Here are the 10 things we love and 5 things we hate (laughs) about it so you can make up your own mind if it's right for you. Hey friends, this is Queenie.
1: And Pablo, the sound effect master.
0: (laughs) Welcome back to another episode. Pablo, what's your money win?
1: My money win is that we are leaving our apartment and we actually just moved to our old apartment. But anyway, we're just, we like kind of fighting this bone back with our landlord and we got our place professionally clean and they still find ways to try to claim some things. And I think we have enough proof to get our bone back. So that's the money win.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned from us. I feel like renting is a good idea if you have a great landlord, but yeah has not been that great for us. So that's why I'm moving back into our old place that we bought and so thankful for past Pablo and Queenie for buying this apartment because it's just nice to not have anyone able to kick us out and be mean to us, so that's nice.
1: We can tap ourselves in the back.
0: Yay! I'm so lucky, honestly, so grateful. So my money win is that we've started going to a new gym and we had a free trial for two days, so two days of not having to pay for the gym. Money win!
1: Money win. You know, you got to take these free trials.
0: Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Just remember that anything that we talk about in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read our full financial services guide in our description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. So, Pablo, do you want to kick it off? What's the top thing that you love about our Tesla?
1: Well, i kick it off. Thanks for passing me the ball, And the first thing I think is charging it at home. Basically, every evening when we get back home, we charge it. And it doesn't actually charge it by itself, like, all quickly. It's just, like, you can schedule your charging, and you can basically charge it at night. So after 8 until, like, 6 a.m., is like, the off-peak hours for us. And it costs us around $10 to charge, so that's really a good plus. That's probably number one for me.
0: Yeah, I would also like to note that the $10 that it costs to charge, that's charging it from zero to 100% at home. And most of the time when we get back from work, we we usually have about 70% charge. So we only need to charge it like, you know, 30% each night to get to 100%. So yeah, if you were to do zero to 100% at home, it would only cost $10 and that's the equivalent to a full tank of petrol. So it lasts around 455 Kilometers probably wouldn't be able to get that much range, maybe it'd be a bit more like 400 kilometers, depending on how you drive the car. But yeah, it's definitely a lot cheaper than going to the petrol station and having to buy petrol and fill up your car like that. So I love that as well. And very grateful that the apartment that we have that we bought has a parking spot where we can actually charge our car like a little enclosed one. So very grateful for that.
1: Yeah, it's very good. And we don't even need like, you know, the supercharger or anything. It just like, it's a normal plug. And then obviously it takes like, I think up to like 24 hours to go like from zero to hundred percent, but it does it like a little bit every day. And then we are like at hundred percent, like in a couple of days. So it's so quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. And obviously there are faster ways that you can charge your car, like at Tesla superchargers, it only takes like 40 minutes from zero to hundred percent and Also, there are some other EV chargers that are a little bit slower. Maybe it'll take about six hours to go from zero to 100%. And yeah, using the PowerPoint, as Pablo said, is probably the slowest way to charge. But it's because we're doing it every night as we get home. We don't need like crazy fast superchargers in order to charge it. And it's actually better for the battery to not use superchargers all the time and to have a bit more of like a slower kind of like charge. So yeah, very grateful for that. And especially if you have off-peak electrical times, that can save you a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that we'd make sure is that when we move to this apartment, is that can we choose a plan that is like on-peak, off-peak? So that where, especially for us that we charge our car during off-peaks, it's going to be cheaper than paying like the full price. And I think we used to pay like maybe 32 cents or 37 cents for the on-peak and an off-peak is like 17. So that's how we get to $10.
0: Exactly. Yes. So that's a very good plus. Another thing that I love about the Tesla is that there are now so many tax savings and money saving benefits of owning an EV. So as business owners, Pablo and I are able to claim 100% of the car as business use even if we use the car, say, 70% for business use and 30% for personal, because the government has removed this thing called fringe benefits tax on EVs. So usually if you have a petrol car, you'll have to, you know, kind of do a logbook and work out how much is business use, how much is personal use, and you only get to claim the portion of your car for business use. But for EVs, they're letting you write off 100% of the car for business use. And you can also do a similar tax-saving benefit on a Novated lease as an employee, but it's really important to chat to your accountant for more info about all of this to work out how it works for your own situation. So, yeah, but that's that's a really good benefit. There are also grants that you can apply for as well. And we've also mentioned, I guess, long-term savings of an EV. Obviously, they're more expensive to purchase up front, but long-term it is cheaper to charge than to buy petrol also benefit the planet as well but we'll get to that later so yeah really cool
1: yeah for sure and the lucky thing for us was that there was not this like uh, exemption before we bought it but before the financial we bought it it happened so that was like really good and i guess it's good to every purchase think about the future and is it gonna be good for the long term because we could have bought like a cheaper car and we will probably have regretted it
0: yeah exactly exactly so pablo what's your next point
1: My next point is driver profile and that's, I guess, self-explanatory, but you can set like driver profile and it means like, for example, when you drive Kuni, you set like your seats, your mirrors and all these things, and it's all saved under Kuni. So when I drive, I have my settings under Pablo. And so it's very easy to like switch on and back. So then when you drive and when I drive, it's like, you don't have to reset the things that you need, you know, and you can adjust it and perfection it, but it's always the latest one there. So it makes it really easy to be multiple people to drive it. And for us, it's good because we have one car for both of us.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. And it also links with our Bluetooth. So when Pablo is not around and I'm just driving the car by myself, it automatically knows that I'm the one that is unlocking the car and then it automatically like goes into my driver profile it's really really cool it does save a bit of time and I, I do love it every time
1: yeah and on top of that it's not just like the settings of the seats but let's say you're spotify so you're listening to this music it's gonna play your music i'm listening to another book or i'm listening to this music or podcast it's gonna play this and it's like just that's your profile right
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. It's really, really cool. So my next thing that I love about it is that it is more eco-friendly. And obviously, it's not perfect. You still need to mine materials in order to make this car. But over the long term, they have worked out that it is actually better for the planet than petrol cars. Yeah, I I just love being able to know that whenever we're driving our car, we're not emitting fumes, even just like being around our car in the parking lot. It's not like emitting all of these toxic fumes. So, yeah, I think it's really cool. And also something else to note is the battery. A lot of people may have a few reservations about the battery life of a Tesla long term. And we've done some research into this there is a warranty on the Tesla batteries and it's different for whichever car you buy. So for example, for our car, which is a Tesla Model Y rear drive car, the warranty is eight years or 160,000 kilometres, whichever comes first. And just to give you a bit of context on how far 160,000 kilometres is, our last car was 20 years old And it did not even get to 200,000 kilometres. It was still at around, I'd say, how many? Like 170,000 kilometres?
1: Yeah, around that.
0: Yeah, so it's more likely that your car will probably break down before the battery does. And if that happens, there are a few ways that you can actually recycle Tesla batteries. You can maybe even like sell it for someone else to use in their home as like a battery storage system or use it yourself as your own battery storage system. Also, another thing to know, if you do have, I guess, more like the high performance Tesla cars, so if you choose to get the long range cars or the performance cars, then the warranty on the battery is eight years or 192,000 kilometers, whichever comes first. So you get around 30,000 more kilometers in your warranty, which is really, really interesting.
1: Very interesting stats, Queenie. Thanks for sharing. One thing I was listening actually, one of our friends that's looking at this land and one of their friends is like, oh, but if all the EVs and stuff like uh, charge at the same time at night, There'd be not enough power for everything. But apparently, like I was listening to a podcast with Elon Musk and uh, Joe Rogan. And then it's like, no, there's actually like plenty of power to charge like the whole of United States now. Like It's like, you know, it's like these myths. I think they are like just in people's head, but they actually don't exist.
0: Yeah. Or maybe even started by the petrol companies to try and like, you know, get people off EVs. But yeah, that's really interesting.
1: But that's why the petrol companies, you know, they want you to go into the hydrogen now because they're like, oh, it takes so long to charge your car and things like that because you don't have to go to the petrol station to buy petrol anymore. You can just do it in the comfort of your home and not even have to think about it. And they want hydrogen because they say it's going to be faster. But then you're not going to have hydrogen at your place. So you'd have to still go to the petrol station and use hydrogen to charge your car.
0: Hmm. It's a conspiracy. Well, you know, they <laughs> want the
1: monopoly at the end of the day, which makes sense, but it's like, you know, they're trying to make all these rumors so that it doesn't... Mm. They're trying to make all these rumors, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. So, Pablo, what's the next one you love?
1: The next one is actually really good because we went into this long road trip the other day and we drove to the Lake Conjola, which is like maybe three-hour drive from Sydney. Most of the drive was done on autopilot, So on Tesla, you basically can put like autopilot and then it understands like with the cameras that there is like lanes on the sides. And then, you know, when the road is like well marked, it's really easy and so easy. You can just go on autopilot, understand the speeds and understand the car in front of you. So it can really regulate. And you keep your hand on the steering wheel, obviously, and look at the road. It's important because you can still like you never know. It's a software, right? But most of the drive is done on autopilot and so comfortable.
0: Mm, yeah, I'm a bit scared to use this one. So Pablo loves this feature, but I still drive myself because I'm a bit scared to use it. I just don't like the feeling of the car driving by itself. Like it kind of freaks me out, but some people love it, you know, each to their own.
1: Yeah, and I think it's good for long drive, especially when you don't have to, you know, think about it. You just like keep the same speed and it just drives you to the next destination and then a small drive, then obviously you do it yourself. But like these long drive that are like just more annoying, then it does it for you.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. So something else that I love is the frunk. So if you're wondering what the frunk is, it's basically a front trunk. And that's because this car doesn't have an engine. So there's extra room in front of the car, which you can just lift up the bonnet. And there's just like... It's just so clean in there. You know, like other cars, when you lift up the bonnet, there are all these like moving pieces and it's all dirty and like confusing in there, you know, but you lift up a Tesla and it's just clean and there's like a space. You can fit your groceries. You can fit anything in there. We we usually leave our chargers in there. And, yeah, I love that extra room. It's really cool.
1: It is really cool. There's lots of storage. And on top of that, even in the back of the car, you have like, you know, there is no... Spare tires. So you have even extra room in there that you can store most stuff.
0: Mm, yeah, it's very cool.
1: My next one is sentry mode. And I think that's a feature that every car should have. You know, I don't understand why they don't. But basically, all these cameras that are used for the autopilot and all these things, they're also used when you drive like somewhere that you don't know, or like most places, except your home, or you can set the settings. But there is like a sentry mode, meaning that it's going to detect when someone comes close to your car or near your car and then just record this instant. And if anything happened, then you have like record on all these cameras, like 360 around your car of that person or whatever happens. So it's much easier to see if something bad happens.
0: Yeah, this is a really cool feature. And most of the time, whenever we've checked Sentry Mode, it's just people next that have parked next to you that they're just trying to get into their car, so nothing crazy. But sometimes, like there was this like a current affair episode. Or I think it was on the news. There was this couple that were like keying this Tesla, but they had no idea that Sentry Mode was recording them the whole time. And then that video got sent out to all the news platforms. So yeah, be wary of keying Teslas because Sentry Mode. We'll capture you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and because this sentry mode exists then people will probably less likely do anything to your Tesla because they've been recorded.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So
1: it's even more like kind of a protection now because people know about it. They've seen There's never been a faster or
0: easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: the news area. I don't want to be the next person on the news. I'm gonna not care Tesla.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah so something else that I really love is that it's very minimalist in the interior. There aren't many buttons, there's just a big screen which can update with different features. So you know how our phones can update and you know you can change the kind of settings on your phone. That's basically what it's like in a Tesla. So you don't have all these useless buttons that you never press. That just makes the car look messy and confusing, so I love that.
1: Yeah, it is definitely like a nice interior, and I think the Model Three has recently like uh, upgraded their model, and it's even nicer.
0: Mm, That's really cool. That's really cool. Thank you so much for listening so far. We're gonna have a quick ad break. Thank you so much for listening to the ad break.
1: My next point, I think you touched on to that, is like the keyless options. So basically, you have like you provided like two keys or two cards, basically that are your keys and you can use those as keys, but you can also pair your phone as like Bluetooth and then use this as key. So as long as the app is open and your Bluetooth on your phone is on, the car will detect when you are close to the car and you can open the door without having to think about it. So I think it's really useful. And on top of that, for me, when I go surfing, you know, I could not really bring a key, I could bring the card, but if I don't want to do that, I pair it with my Apple Watch and I can basically like open the car with the Apple Watch, that's waterproof and I don't have to think about it to bring the key or anything, you know, while if people have like let's say a normal car, they potentially have to put their keys like hide it somewhere in their tires or whatever and it's more annoying.
0: Mm, mm, Yeah, that's a really good one. And I was a bit scared about this feature because I was like, what does that mean that every time I'm close to my car, the car's just going to be unlocked? And basically it only unlocks when you're like really, really, really close. So let's say like half a metre distance from your car. And there is also this like pin to drive. So you do need a pin in order to drive away with the Tesla. So that was something I was a bit nervous about. But yeah, it is very, very convenient. I love that. And you always have your phone on you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the only bad thing was that if you don't have a battery anymore on your phone, then you need to find a way to charge it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And the last thing that we're going to talk about before we go into the things that we hate... <laughs> is the Tesla Easter eggs. So there are so many fun features of this car just to kind of like delight customers. So... There's a Tesla light show, which I just love. You can YouTube or Google like Tesla light show. It's really, really cool. There's fart mode. So you can kind of like set up this like fart that kind of like farts every time you turn a corner. Or you could just like press a button and it makes like one of the seats farts. It's really funny.
1: It's actually quite funny when you bring, you know, your friends and they are like, they have no idea that this exists. And you're like pressing the fart mode and you just wait for their reaction.
0: Yeah, it's really funny, especially on their seat. And they're just like really confused. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny.
1: And another one is pretty good is the YouTube or Netflix, you know, because sometimes on long drive, and we're going to talk about more long drive in the next part, but you need to charge and you need to stop at station. And you can watch, let's say, a YouTube video or Netflix show.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really, really useful. And there's also camping mode. So you can actually put the seats down in the back of your Tesla and you can set up like a mattress in there. There are some like specially fitted mattresses that you can sit, like you can set up, you can lie down. And then you can kind of like put these like little curtains up and there's this camping mode in the Tesla. So it just like circulates fresh air into the Tesla. So, you know, you don't suffocate in the car while you're sleeping in the car. But that's really cool. Pablo and I are going to try that next time.
1: Yeah, it's very really exciting. Camping mode. I'm keen to try that.
0: Yeah, it is really cool. So now onto the things that we hate because we do love this car, but we also want you to understand that Nothing is perfect. You know, these are some things that kind of like annoy us or irk us. But yeah, full disclosure, we are very grateful. We do love our car. But uh, yeah, this is just more in the spirit of ma- helping you make a more informed decision before you buy an EV.
1: Exactly. And if Elon ever listened to this podcast, put, put this on, you know, the Worksheet. Tesla.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you follow it so you don't miss an upload.
1: We really appreciate it. Thank you. Now we can go into the five things that we hate about our Tesla. So, what is the first thing that you hate, Cody?
0: Okay, so <laughs> buckle up. The Tesla GPS, it's supposed to use Google Maps. But sometimes it's not quite accurate and it's outdated. So, for example, there was this one time we tried to go to Ikea. I mean, it's Ikea, right? You know, like there are only a couple in Sydney where we live. So surely the Tesla map would have Ikea in there, right? So we put it in, you know, no worries, put the GPS on. And then suddenly I'm driving and I'm like, hang on this seems weird because we're going into this toll tunnel. And then by the time that I guess we realized that we we're going into a toll tunnel and that's going to take us really far away from IKEA. It was too late. So we we're in this toll tunnel and you know, I don't want to have to pay for tolls when I don't even need to. And so we we're in this toll tunnel and there's nowhere to stop, there's nowhere to like get out of this highway and we had to go all the way past IKEA. So it had taken us to this IKEA location inside the toll tunnel underneath IKEA. And then we just kept on like seeing the Ikea like moving and we just knew that it was going to be at least like another half an hour, an hour before we could go back around into Ikea. And we also had to pay for a toll. So that was very, very, very annoying. And yeah, I hope they fix that soon.
1: Yeah, I think they worked like this location with like the exact pin and how to get there the fastest, but it did not make any sense, you know.
0: It did not make any sense.
1: And, you know, we don't want to pay for tolls first. In the first place. On top of that, the day you don't even want to take the
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was just so annoying. That was really, really That's annoying. That's irony. Yeah. And Pablo, what about you? What's something that you don't like?
1: Well, I was mentioning earlier, you know, the autopilot and round trip. And we were literally coming back from this trip two days ago. And basically, uh, on autopilot. And everything works fine and stuff. Until there is this, like, windscreen starting to wipe the... Uh, the screens, basically. And I was like, what's going on? You know, because when you're on autopilot, this needs to be on automatic settings. And they thought that the car, the weather was bad. And it was like saying, oh, I can't operate autopilot because of this, like, bad weather. And I was like... It's bright sun. It's, there's no bad weather here. Yeah.
0: It was like literally the most perfect day you can imagine. The sun was shining. It was warm. There were no clouds. <laughs> Windscreen wipers were going like crazy, like we're in the middle of a hurricane. It was so annoying and we couldn't switch it
1: off. Yeah, exactly. We we're on the highway, so we could not switch it off. And then we just stopped and then we noticed that one of the cameras, because the autopilot works with all of the cameras around the car, There was some dirt in front of it, so he did not really see anything around. So that was like the bad thing about this autopilot.
0: Mm, Yeah, so the cameras were a bit dirty, so we just like cleaned them up a little bit because I I guess we just went camping out in the bush. So yeah, the car was a bit dirty. And then, yeah, then it worked fine afterwards. But yeah, that was really (laughs) weird. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So what is something else that you hate, Kuni?
0: Oh, I think that before when we were just driving a petrol car, you know, you could go anywhere. You don't really have to think there's going to be a petrol station, you know. And with Teslas and EVs, there are EV chargers along the ways, you know, like they're, they're, it's quite well set up, I would say, in most places for EVs. But you still have to plan your journey a bit more, you know. So say, for example, the other weekend we got to our Airbnb with basically like, I think we only had like 30% charge from like going from full charge to 30%, which would be fine if we were at home, we could just plug it in and then it would be fine. But we were like, hmm, okay, now we need to think about where's the closest charger, you know, and um, in this location, there weren't very many super fast charges. So we had to go, I guess, a little bit on the way back to Sydney, like when we were finishing our road trip, we had to go... On the way back, we had to stop at this estate, which had a few Tesla charges that were really fast and we had lunch there. But it's just, it wasn't a big deal, but it's just like the thinking about it, you know, that you kind of have to calculate like, okay, if we go to this beach, you know, that's going to get us. Uh, we're going to lose 5% battery, you know, or if we go to this place, it's going to lose like 10% battery, especially if you're on like 30%, you know, and you've got to make a trip back to Sydney and you need to stop at a charger. It's just one more thing to think about. So, yeah, and not every place has like EV chargers where you're like, I guess, camping and things like that. So, yeah, one thing to think about.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we had to run a cable from the Airbnb at night to charge our car yeah because we literally had like five percent and we would be stuck over there if we did not charge our car overnight
0: yeah yeah exactly so we have to think about it a little bit more
1: yeah and luckily there are some apps you know that you can put like destination from a to b and they say and you say how much percent you have in your car and then they will tell you you need to stop there for like 20 minutes and then you're gonna get there with x percent but you don't have to do that with like a normal car you know you don't have to plan that because you can fit it up anywhere, mainly.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, the next point is, obviously, like, everything works with, like, software and, like, this big kind of screen in the middle, and you don't have many buttons, which is really good because you can upgrade it. But the bad thing is, you have sometimes, like, few software bugs. You know, like, when you're on your phone or your computer, there there is some bugs from time to time. And the same thing with the Tesla. So, obviously, it's a bit more worrying, and you want to make sure that everything works fine all the time, but you have some issues, sometimes I don't know, like, you know, small issues would be like Spotify doesn't load, and, you know, there's no internet connection, things like that. But maybe sometimes it can be more annoying, like the autopilot and things like that, because everything works with the software.
0: Mm, yeah, that is really annoying. Oh, I didn't just thought of another one. Sometimes when we put the back seats down and there's like stuff on top of the, the seats, like we have like, I don't know, boxes or something, let's say we're moving something, it thinks that there's someone sitting in the back seat with no seatbelt on, but the seats are down and there's no one in the back seat. And you can't switch it off because I think in Australia, we have such high safety safety standards and same in Europe, I think, as well, because I was looking up this issue. So it just keeps beeping sometimes and it drives me crazy because I'm like, there's no one there. Oh, I don't know. It's my little irk. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess because they are made like for... Americans or the U.S. and you can just press, apparently we're watching some videos, you can press the button to stop this beeping, but in Australia, it doesn't work.
0: They don't, they don't allow you to. Anyway, moving on. Okay, this one really, really annoys me and that is when non-EVs park in the spots designated for EVs and I never realized how annoyed this would make me, but it is really, really annoying, especially if you really need to charge your car you're at 5% or 0%, you know, and you really need to charge it. And some petrol car has just parked there because they're like, oh yeah, this is a nice spot for me to park. And it's called like icing the spot because it's like internal combustion engine car, like iced, ice the spot. And yeah, it's the most annoying thing you can imagine for an EV driver. And I think that I'm just trying to like get like people to understand this pain but it's like imagine if you're at a petrol station and you need petrol you really need petrol you're like on your last like it's like almost empty and then you finally get to a petrol station and there's an ev parked in front of the petrol pump and you don't know for how long it's going to be there it's just there and it doesn't even need petrol It's just really annoying. I hate that so much.
1: (laughs) You can see the passion in your words, (laughs) Foonie.
0: Yes, I really hate it. It's funny that
1: they call it ice, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is funny, yeah. So, yeah, that is the things that we love and the things that we don't like about a Tesla. So hopefully you can make up your own mind about whether or not it's right for you. Obviously, the prices something else that we don't really love, like we would ideally like it to be a lot cheaper and more accessible for everybody. But the good news is that the Teslas and a lot of other EVs, they have started dropping their prices by quite a lot. In fact, since we bought our Tesla Model Y a year ago, the price has dropped by another $2,000. And so it's it's really amazing that it's becoming more affordable, more accessible. There are some other Hyundai's on the market. There are some other EVs on the market that are around $40,000, $50,000. So it is becoming more affordable, which is great. And you can get another $375 off plus full autopilot for 90 days using my referral link in the description. And we'll also get a few points as well, a bit of a kickback. So yeah, we would really, really appreciate it if you are considering getting a Tesla And if you want to make that purchase using our link and you'll also save some money too.
1: Maybe another money win for the future podcast (laughs) if you use the link.
0: Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you did enjoy this episode, don't forget to rate us five stars, follow our journey, and we'll see you in the next podcast.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye.